Today, we're going to look at the out part of, the, of our vision. And since being at Bible College, I was at Bible College quite a few years ago now. 2004, I was at Bible College. And I got to write a dissertation. And I must have been 25, 26 when I went to Bible College. And I thought I knew everything by then. Before I started, I knew everything. And all Bible College was going to do is reaffirm that I knew everything. The reality was it proved to me that I knew little. Um, and my final year, I got to write a dissertation on evangelism and how to do it, the best way. And I read loads and loads of books, and there was hundreds upon hundreds of books of evangelism and the best way to do it, different methods, different starts. And I came up with relational evangelism is the best way. And I wrote my dissertation on that's how to share, save the world, to evangelize, to share the gospel. The reality I've had since leaving Bible College, so I've done nightclub chaplaincy, football chaplaincy, I've worked in prisons, I've worked with young offenders, um, I've taught on evangelism, um, I've done detached work with youth at conferences, I've done door knocking, I've done, and the list and listen, 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 it grows about different styles of evangelism I've done and I've been involved with over the years. Um, since writing that dissertation. And I was trying to find it, to have a read through, so I could chuckle to think of how arrogant I was to think that's how easy it is. Because the more I've learned and the more I've seen, and this is what our series is going to introduce as we go over the next few weeks, and um, is that evangelism is so many things. And the Bible shows us such a broad variety of different ways that we share the good news. So it's a bit arrogant of me to think there's just one way to do it properly. The reality is in this room, with all our different pieces of puzzle, we will do it differently. So does it make my way better than yours? No. It makes our ways different. And that is the picture that we're trying to share as a church, that we all come to evangelism. We all come to the out in different ways. And Matt is going to unfold some of that more later. I'm hoping, gentlemen, there's a Bible verse that you have. 1 Peter 3. So this is a Bible verse that has really helped me personally as I've worked out what out, looking out, means to me. Um, and it shapes what I do and how I do things. So this is from 1 Peter 3. Um, the main verse is, we'll read in a minute, but I wanted to share 13 to 17. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if somebody asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. And the people speak against you, or they'll be ashamed when they see what a good life you, have, you live because you belong to Christ. And that's the verse there, 16. And if somebody asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. And that doesn't mean we are always have a tract in hand to give to somebody. Sometimes it means you walk alongside somebody for a long, long time and don't share anything. But your life is what you share with them. 
And in the series we're going to do um, soon, we're going to, Emma Denton is going to speak on the Great Commission next week. Um, but as part of the series, I put a list together of ways which I believe we share the gospel. And I'm going to read them to you now. Power evangelism. So God working in mysterious ways before us. Prophetic. Sharing a word. And I've seen some of those before where God just makes somebody meet somebody in the street and shares a little story. Relational evangelism. Social action. Reading the Bible converts people. We shouldn't be surprised by that. But I know somebody who I did Alpha with literally picked up a Bible and started reading it and then read another book and wanted to do Alpha because he made a commitment by just reading those two things. Never met any other Christians, just read those things and became a Christian. Deliverance ministry, healing, debate, explanation, a Christian course like Alpha or Christianity Explored, reading a book, art, music, worship, teaching and preaching, conviction, um, there's some great stories that I've had and conversations I've had with people where they just felt they needed to change their life, turn it around from one place to another. God's Holy Spirit conviction came upon them and they just wanted to change because they knew where they were, where they was wrong. God can do many different ways. Testimony, seeing God work in a situation, God providing in a moment, prayer, coming around for dinner, creation, dreams, visions, miracles, provision, Raising from the dead, not one I've seen too much around here. Near death, resurrection, imprisonment, angels, baptism, parables, communion, community, visitation, escape from prison or not. An act of God, an example, a changed life, a friendship, love and compare, compassion, persecution, loss, integrity are all ways in which evangelism happens in our world. All of those are ways which God speaks and changes a person from one place to another. And in our series, and as we talk about that, and Matt's going to share some more in a minute, as a church, we want to find our way, your way. Not all of you are going to do door knocking. Not all of you are going to invite people around from your neighbors to your house and have them for dinner and have conversations about theology. Some of you might just love people in your work environment and different things. And so I'm not going to talk too much. I know that's some of Matt's bit. But hopefully in this series, we're going to find out your way of evangelism, your way of sharing, what you are comfortable with. Because I know, having been involved in this sort of work for a while, is that people often feel guilty that they don't do it like somebody else. Now, Anna and I had conversations quite a few times about the fact I didn't share my faith with anybody at work. I'm a terrible Christian. Why? Does sharing your faith mean you're a good Christian? Because we all do it differently. And as part of these series, we want to do it. And often answered, I do it out of guilt because I feel I have to. You know, what if I miss the opportunity? And again, we're going to go into this series, but I think it's a really helpful series as a church to find our own way. You don't have to be a mouth who is willing to have arguments and conversations with people at dinner like I am. You could be gentle and loving and caring and whisper truth in another way. One is not better than the other. It is just us being our puzzle piece when it comes to evangelism. So the series is going to look at lots of different things. Our motivations, why we do it, how we do it. Um, 
whether it's need to argue, apologetics and that sort of side, and willing a, winning a debate. Um, and I was sitting in a pub in Ipswich last week or week before, a couple of weeks ago actually, before, yes, a couple of weeks ago. And the, the person we were having dinner with had a lovely dinner, it was really nice. And then he asked me the question, which I think every Christian hates, is do you believe that God is the same God in the Old Testament and the New Testament? And I was like, I thought we were having conversations about running and stuff like that. And he just comes out with this question. It's like, okay, what's, what's he asking here? Because you can ask lots of different things. And I said, yes. He went, oh, do you now? He said, well, th the flood. God killed everybody by six people or seven people. That's not a loving God. It can't be the same one for the two. And we just had a conversation. And I was just trying to talk with him. And then I heard Anna have another conversation. And Anna hates these conversations because she never feels she says the right thing. Um, and the other person that Anna was with said, so what do you think about heaven? What would that be like? And we're sitting in a pub in Ipswich, having a glass of wine, chatting about these things. And I was just reminded that's just one way. And Matt is going to share other ways of dog walking or going running or doing, having a conversation with a friend at school. But it's not always about the conversations. Sometimes it's about the action of being alongside somebody. Um, so that is our sort of intro to where we're going. It's an eight-part series of our looking out. It's who we are. It's who we are as a church, and we naturally do things. And we wanted to share about, before Matt comes up, often we've done these big events previously in church, and we've used the lovely fields for our big events. And some of what we've been praying into is whether that is what we're still being asked to do. And some of what we feel is God saying, maybe not at the moment. So Summershine, Cornard, Christmas, those big events where we just try and invite as many people in, we're not sure that is what God is asking of us at the moment. So we have some excitement about what God is asking us of how we do that on a smaller basis. You heard last week of Cloverlink and how that's being used a bit more to bring people in. Um, works in schools and doing different things within a school context of how we can meet people and do things differently. So it's exciting about what this year might look like to how we look out individually but also as a church. Good morning, everyone. Just before I start, just going to have a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just take away my thoughts. Um, and dear Heavenly Father, just speak to each one of us. Thank you, your God, who wants to share things with us. Just real give a heart for people, I pray. I thank you that you had a heart for us. Pray that out of your love for us, it will just help us just love others like you loved us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, when we looked at the, um, the up, the in, the out, they all are so closely linked. And if I'm not spending, if we as a church are not spending time with God, getting that relationship right, we're not going to love one another. Surely out of our love, um, out of spending time with God, we should love one another. And I think we see that incredible love and support that we do have for one another. But then God also wants us to go further than that. We've got such good news to share, and God wants to share that good news with the people that he puts you and me in contact with. And the events that we do, um, abbeys and football and so much more. I just thought I'd just get a couple of quotes that quite famous people um, have, have written. 
So the first one was my good old dad's favourite, to be fair. Hopefully this will come up. I've got it here. And it's from Billy Graham, and it says this. It says, Our faith becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a strong faith. So this is Billy Graham. He's no longer with us. He's with the Lord. But just read them words. Our faith becomes stronger as we express it. A growing faith is a sharing faith. This next one, I don't know. I'll put the... Say, who knows Chloe does because she did the... She done the um, PowerPoint for me. Anyone know who that is? C.L. Moody. Well done. That is his. Now, this, his quote is... The greatest way we can show love to another person is by sharing the gospel of Jesus to them. And this guy was an American evangelist. I think he was born 1840, 1850, that sort of time anyway. And just look at his story and how God used this dear man for his glory and for his honour. I'm going to share a passage. I'd already half looked at um, what to share, and Ben had already took the verse that I, um, one of the verses that I was going to use. So I'm going to a different part of the Bible. It's Colossians 4, 2 to 6. So I'm going to read these words together. It says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Funny enough, it fits very much in the same sort of lines as the um, verses that Ben said. I thought um, I just wanted to share why... Why do we share? Why do we share? And I, I just thought, let's look at three reasons why we ought to share the incredible good news that all of us have. If we're Christians, we've got incredible good news to give to the world. Why are we so um, resident about using it? The first one I just wanted to say is because simply God asks us to. You know, we say that we love the Lord God with all our might, with all our soul, with all our strength. And one of the things, God doesn't ask us to do too many things, but he does ask us to love others. And we do it because God asks us to. This is not Myla, although it looks very similar to our dog. Very similar. Now, Grace and Chloe, a bit resident about taking for a walk, but they can get her to do lots of tricks, far more than I can. And she will, if you ask her, she will do things. Somehow they can get her to eat some um, treats when they say Chelsea, but not Arsenal. Sorry, Arsenal fans. Um, even more cheeky so, they say this is from the devil, and so you don't go near it. They say, this is from Jesus, and the dog takes the treat. So I don't know how they quite do that, but they, they, they can train these um, dogs to do things. But Myla does what we ask her to because she sees us as looking after him. But God also asks us to do things. How do we respond? 
the Great Commission we're going to look at next week. It's go and make disciples. So the first reason is because God asked us to. The next reason, I believe this is such a crucial thing, is out of our love for others. When I'm close with God, when I'm spending good time with God, when I've understood a bit better just how much God loves me, I love others in a much better way. And things that irritate me when I'm far away from God don't irritate me when I'm close with God. And I pray as a church and as individuals that we can just understand just how much God loves us. Because I think then we view different people. I've heard, you know, the people who I look up to, you think of dear old Mother Teresa, the way she served people for all them years. I heard people who actually used to go working with her and they said that they could, they felt physically sick because of the smell and the stench of um, the people that she served. And I can remember her just saying, she, they smelt like roses. The, it, you know, they, she just had an incredible love. You know, and sometimes, sometimes um, I think we misunderstood just how much God has saved us for, and then we don't see people as God sees them. And my heart is that all of us, as a church, we will have an incredible love for other people. Because love does incredible things. It makes you want to help them. I had a situation the other day, and I probably wouldn't have been much help. I had a state where someone nearly got run over, um, and this chap got out of the car, and he wanted to thump this person. He was bibbing his whole, demanding that he came out and to sort him out. Now, my immediate reaction was to go and try and help and sort something out. But, you know, I've got lots of friends, lots of people who I come in contact with who are in just as much need for God their Saviour. Now, we can do, I'll just unpack that, how we can help them. But how much do I care about them? How much do I want to show these people that God loves them and they cares for them? The next reason. So we've got two God asks us out of love for others. The next thing that verse said it, didn't it? How as we share, our faith is strengthened. The more we take risks for God, the more we rely on his power. Do you remember that verse we looked at um, from Philippians, I think it's 4.13? We can do all things in him who strengthens us. We can't do it, but God can do it. And as we take risks, as we share things that are perhaps quite difficult for us to do, God will give us the courage and God will give us also, it's amazing how when you share things, that things come back to you, how you've been a blessing to some people. That's because God wants us to encourage us to do it more. I want to counterbalance that as well. Um, Claire will tell, tell me, I've helped or try to help people, and I'll weigh at night, and I think, was I okay, Claire? Did I say something that was hurt? I, I am a worrier. I really worry about people that I might have said the wrong thing. Also, just to counterbalance that, God will try and strengthen you. Satan will try and 
put you down and he'll try to say, you're no good, you can't do that. You think you can do that? What qualifications? Tell him to get lost. But in Jesus' name, say, get lost. God says I can do it, I'm valued, I've got a purpose, God loves me and I can be a blessing to other people because he strengthens me. And you will get both of them things um, happen. So hopefully that will encourage you why to share because all of them things. Now the last thing I just want to just um, um, to do is how do we share? I came across this um, story in a book um, that I read. An Islamic commentator said this about the influence of the, I always get this wrong, sorry folks, the Franciscan monks in the Middle East. The only missionaries we fear are these monks. For 700 years they have given us fits. Our approach is to persuade potential converts with apologetics, with great who are great at arguing, but that doesn't work with these monks. Instead of engaging us, they quietly go about our cities, serving everyone. Once people are served, they become interested in, in, in Christianity. The next thing you know, they become followers of Jesus. Those Franciscan Christians don't fight fair with us. And, you know, it's amazing how God works. I haven't written, often I meet up with um, Ben on a Thursday and we pray and we talk. We haven't really um, shared as much as we would about today, but it's amazing, even in this, how God fits in with them thinking. I saw this bit last night. Ben talked about he likes to have an argument and a debate and things, and that's great. Some people need that, don't they? And the thing is, just like we are different, the world who need Jesus are different. And they need all different ways for different people to use their gifts in different ways to show Jesus. And I believe with all my heart that what God will do, he will place you in people that need you at a particular time. And then he will give us opportunities. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we will miss them opportunities. I've missed many opportunities when I think, oh God, you gave me the opening then, and I was too resident to do it. But God will give us another opportunity. God's not going to beat us in this thing. He'll say, come on, Matthew, you can do it next time. You know, you, perhaps you didn't get it right, but he gives us another chance to use these things. And it's strange, isn't it? My last um, slide here is that all different people, again, fits in with the things. that You know that we're all unique in how we share God's love from, um, for other people. Myself, um, I had no idea um, what I was going to do as a 16, 17-year-old. I had no interest in clothes whatsoever, really, to be fair. But I love people, and God put me to work in a shop and I've been able to share my faith, help people, serve other people over lots of years. God has put me in that position, I believe, just to share something of God's goodness with other people. And he will do the same for you. We're at church for a very short time. You know, the best way of reaching Jesus is for how long are we at church? For the rest of them 100 hours or whatever they are, in whatever we do, and God will give you the opportunity. Out of my love for football, and I have a great passion for sport, 
God has enabled us to do the group on Monday where I can share my passion for football but also share my passion with people and my love for Jesus and hopefully my decision making and the way I react when someone kicks me or stamps me or puts their foot on my toe. Hopefully the way I react is right. And also God has given me the grace sometimes when I have been out of order to say, look, actually, I was wrong then. And that speaks just as much when I text someone and say, well, I'm sorry about that. Just can you forgive me? I shouldn't have reacted like that. So it's not always how we react in the good times. It's how we react on the bad things and do the difficult things which are hard well. I didn't want a dog, I'll be honest, really. It wasn't the girls kept going on and on and on and eventually um, Dad gave in. He's good at giving in. And, but, you know, that dog has been a blessing and God has enabled me every day I nearly speak to someone and, you know, I'm able to share my faith and actually people share incredible things with you, really deep hurts. And through that, as family, we've become friends. Chloe Kate some, took some cakes round to, to a lady who we spend a lot of time with. You know, she'll come to us now when she's going away to look after the, the dog all the time. And it's given us an incredible opportunities just to share our faith and also love that dear little dog as well. You know, but we've all got different things that we're involved in. Think of all the different things, the church with the Tri Club, um, you know, with all of the abbeys, with, you know, might be going to the gym. Whatever you're doing, God can use you. I think of the great work that Albert and Kerry do with the old folk at Bannham Drive. You know, there's so many different ways, but you, all of you, I know are doing so much. You keep, don't think it's small. It's incredibly important. Don't give up. And don't think people, oh, they haven't responded. Because some people, it's a process. It takes a long time. And it isn't just about bringing people to church. You know, that's part of it. But church is just a part of it. You know, another thing that I, I, I love, perhaps as someone here, I, I, I only make a very small commitment, but I love to go um, to Edens once a month just to see them youngsters, just to see, just to be able to share something, to listen really is the only thing I think I really do there, just to listen to them and perhaps talk when it gets to football. It's a conversation I can share in a conversation. Sometimes it's a different language. I, 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 I now know that I am getting old. When I used to do the youth group at Suffolk Road, I used to know what they were talking about, but now they seem to speak in a completely foreign language to me in some times. And um, so I have to learn... Um, some of the lingo from my daughters, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, to be fair, but that's, that's a different um, passage. But please, please note that whatever you're doing, whatever is important, is value. And the opportunities that God gives, you know, take them and use them. And I would say rather than, because not one person in this room has got all this sorted, we all need help. And I say the other thing, let's encourage one another to be a bit braver, to be a bit bolder. Let's encourage our stories when God does things so we can hear and praise God, not ourselves, because we're doing it in God's strength. But let's just pray that in 2023, 
we can see God do great things in all of our lives for his glory and for his honour. God bless you all. I think that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Yeah, I think that was my sort of final bit that, as Matt said, is that all of us come to this differently and all of us will use different giftings and different moments. And that's really important. So as you, we are doing this course, the LICC course, and they talk about your front line and they talk about the areas of the people that you meet people and spend time with people. And all of us have a different front line. Some of them, they're interlinked. So the people that you might meet at school or friendship groups that are interlinked, but sometimes they just meet one person that you spend this time with. So we're going to give you a few moments to think about people on your front line. Think of people that you spend time with. Um, and this is not about guilt to go, oh, I should be doing more. We all think we should be doing more. We all think we could have missed, like Matt and I both should. We miss opportunities. But we're just going to pray that God will give us, one, the boldness to be able to say things, but also the wisdom to know when to say something. Because I've been with too many times of people where I'm sitting there going, please stop talking, please stop talking to the Christians. Because they just feel like they've got to get everything said, give the five point, save the person in this conversation. Sometimes we're just called to love a person and stand next to them. And the right time to share is the right time. So have a moment. Think about those individuals that are on your front line. And then we're going to pray for wisdom to know when to speak. When is that reason that we... When is that time we have to share our hope that we have? Father, I thank you that your Bible shows so many different ways which the gospel was shared. And I thank you as we look through the book of the Gospels and Acts that we just see a faith that was shared naturally, a faith that was shared in so many different ways. And for us as church this morning, I would help us to see who are those in our front lines who are those people that are in our lives that we spend time with. And Lord, most important, I pray for discernment and wisdom to know how to be in those moments. Whether it's the dedicated friend that is this the rock for the person, whether it's the words of encouragement, whether it's sharing stories about our lives, whether it's modeling, there's so many different ways which we share. But Lord, we just pray for that wisdom. We pray for that discernment to know. And Lord, as Matt and I both said, for that boldness to know. Well, sometimes we do need to speak and say that's wrong or that's, I wouldn't necessarily see it like that way. Or to share what we do believe. We pray that your Holy Spirit will just be continually the guiding force in this area of our lives. And as we've also thought about the fact that your role, God, is to encourage us to give us more confidence to share. And on the other side, we see the devil who will just say, you have no story. You have no worth. You have nothing to share. Lord, help us to see those lies as they are. Help us to be who you have created to us to be, to be that puzzle piece in our world, in our community, in our stories of wider church. Proud of these things, numerous wonderful names.